Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and today's guest on the show is Vicky Langan. Vicky is a critically acclaimed musician based in Cork who has been making music for a number of years. But I guess she's on the show today to talk about her work with Open Ear Festival. She's one of the organizers of this year's festival, one of the curators of the lineup. So I thought it would be really nice to chat to her about what people can expect if they're heading to Shirkin Island off the coast of Cork this weekend, May 30th to June 2nd. It's going to be a really, really special weekend, I think. This is the fourth year that Open Ear has taken place and it really seems like it's found its feet and yet I haven't been there yet. I'm really, really sad that I'm not able to go this year, though I have a really good excuse. I have tickets to Primavera in Barcelona, so I'll be at that for the weekend. So hopefully we're both competing for uh, the best sun possible. I wish the warm sun on every festival, every music festival in Ireland. Um, But yeah, it's a really, really lovely lineup that they've got going for them. It's kind of a little bit different to the usual music festival fair, I suppose. Just to give you an idea of it, on the Thursday opening party on Shirkin Island, you have Ordnance Survey. That is Neil O'Connor, a.k.a. Somadrone. His uh, new project, Ordnance Survey, is going to be there. Gadget and the Cloud, Donald Deneen, and uh, Collision Objects. They're all playing on the Thursday. And then for the rest of the weekend, just a couple of names that stand out to me. Aaron Dilloway and Vicky Langan are going to be doing a collaboration which we chat about a little bit uh, during the podcast that's about to follow. Gary's is playing as well. Jennifer Walsh, Maria Somerville, Jay Colleran, Woven Skull, 101 beats per minute. Patrick Kelleher and his Cold Dead Hands are going to be playing a rare set. Jennifer Walsh is going to be doing an album launch. Anya O'Dwyer is doing a show called Accompaniment for Captives, which sounds interesting. On Sunday as well, you have Rady Pete, you have Aoife O'Neill, you have lots more as well. Kenny Hanlon is also one of the organizers, I think the co-founder of the festival, and he's going to be doing a DJ set as well. He's uh, Apartment Records up in Dublin too, so uh, that's going to be a fun one, I think. And CS as well. What a great lineup. So that's a taster of what you can expect if you're going to open ear, and if you're not going to open ear... Well, there's always 2020. Hopefully, I think that I'm going to um, make sure I have that weekend off and I'm going to be on Shirkin Island for the fifth Open Ear Festival, hopefully. Uh, there might still be a couple of tickets available on openear.ie if you are looking. So without further ado, here is myself and Vicky in her gaff in Cork, I guess six days out from the festival and the previous day, the Thursday, she had actually just been on the island, just checking it out. So I began our chat just by asking her how she got on a week out from the festival on Sherkin Island. I've just gotten back from, uh, it was like a quick day visit um, to Sherkin. What are we, we're like one week out from the festival now. So I went down to do a kind of a recce visit with a friend of mine um, called Michael Prime, who's, he's an English improviser and sound ecologist and I suppose what you would call an electroacoustic musician who has been living on Cape Clear for I think 15 years now and he moved to moved to Cape Clear with his wife uh, years back um, because he was so attracted to I guess the 
the unique kind of environment um, on Cape Clear that this uh, special microclimate that it has. So um, Michael's work is based an awful lot around um, ecology, plants, um, organic processes, um, and he uses these special special equipment that basically like sensors that he would attach to to plant leaves and plant uh, roots um, or uh, mushrooms or lots of different types of um, living things growing things and so he, he picks up these uh, signals that all of these living things are constantly sending out when they're um, feeding and you know absorbing sunshine or sleeping you know all of these patterns are constantly changing so you know Michael's methods allow us to to listen to kind of the the inner life of living things around us so yeah he's a really interesting character like we're walking around Shirkin for the whole day and talking about you know the rocks there all the different types of plants that were growing cork in the ice age uh, all, all kinds of stuff it was just a really fascinating day he's he's an amazing guy and yeah I would have I would have first met him a couple of years back when I used to organize experimental concerts uh, here in Cork City when I found out, kind of by chance, that uh, this this figure uh, was living on Cape Clear, um, you know, I wrote to him, and he's super reclusive, but uh, you know, would have been extremely active in the, you know, this kind of improvisation scene in in, in the eighties, especially eighties and nineties uh, in the UK, and convinced him to do a, sh- a show in Cork uh, in the Pavilion years back. It must have been about two thousand and ten or eleven, and. Uh, yeah, it was a really special event, and so for, for for that gig, he had he had some a potted plant, you know, which uh, which he had brought to the pav was up on stage on the table, and you know he's like uh, working with this, the sounds of this particular thing. But what's so special about this this performance that he's going to be doing on open ear is that it's you know he's not he's not disturbing any plants not taking anything out of one environment and and placing it into another like if you can imagine like taking a growing thing from soil and bringing it to the pavilion for a night show uh, you know that uh, it was actually fascinating talking to him because he's you know he's describing that like that's that's when the plant is supposed to be asleep you know and basically you've he's hijacked it and taken it to a, to a concert but um yeah, for this special open ear one, he will be doing a performance in an area called Horseshoe Harbour, which is absolutely incredible uh, scenery wise. And yeah, just working with what's literally in the ground, you know, these unique little wildflowers that are growing on Shirkin. And, you know, it's a chance for people just to to bam out, you know, for what, what will be like a really exploratory and sometimes very euphoric or hectic weekend musically. This is something else entirely, you know, just to really slow down and pay attention to what's what's around us, what's what's actually living around us. I can't imagine that you'd be seeing him at any other festival, really. It sounds like open air is kind of like its unique own thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's something, um, you know, I guess all of us who are involved in open air, we're really proud of 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 that exact aspect that you know it's 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 a unique a unique festival in that a lot of the people who will be playing at it don't really get a chance to to play in this kind of setting whether it's you know this type of like outdoor festival or i don't know even just it it creates a really good context for for all kinds of experimental approaches or just 
very adventurous sound makers or composers or producers, you know, that even though the the kind of the genres that, you know, you'll encounter at Open Ear are so broad, you know, from, I say, like techno to folk, like, you know, trad singing, um, improvisation, kind of freaky punk kind of noise stuff. There's just there's there's almost like unclassifiable amount of of genre bending kind of sounds but it's the perfect context to encounter all of these things and 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 really I don't know be just super open super receptive to all of these kind of processes or um, motivations for kind of making music and see what's in common and also the fact that the program is super well it's you know, it's uh, Irish or Ireland-based artists, and you know, it's 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 not a festival where there's loads of big names being brought in and that kind of draw. It's I don't know. It's just kind of like looking at what's going on in this Irish underground and just being super super proud of that. Maybe just before we get into kind of some of the artists who are playing, like, is is it kind of nice just to know that there is a festival that's like this that's still able to put on music like this that doesn't you know need to attract the big names to attract an audience like is it is it just like refreshing that there is another option to you know like the big the big festivals with the same names at it yeah absolutely I mean you know I'm I'm not so into festival culture or anything like that and I kind of um, even when I first became aware of open ear, I guess I mistakenly thought that it was it was a, a festival of exclusively kind of um, electronic music. And so, you know, my background, I guess for 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 anybody listening who's kind of unaware of 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 me or where I'm coming from, um, that like I moved to Cork when I was 17 and, um, you know, I had a fairly, fairly normal kind of music background. Just, um, I played trad tin whistle and I was kind of like a, you know, young singer songwriter and I, you know, was really into, you know, classics like, you know, Bob Dylan, Neil Young and Leonard Cohen and all that kind of stuff. And, um, I started a music degree here in UCC and, um, by the time I was 18, then I had been kind of introduced to an awful lot of, uh, new ways of thinking about sound and listening. And, um, you know, I had some great lecturers who were really expanding kind of my notion of what music and, and sound was. Um, so basically I fell in love with, uh, you know, what you might call like experimental music or this new kind of you know more open and free way of listening so that's kind of my background and you know everything that I've kind of followed like uh you know through that I don't know it's been a lot of like like weirdo improv uh you know all all kinds of things but something that I never kind of uh, got my head around was basically anything with a beat so I'm on this team of programmers, but I'm absolutely clueless about, you know, uh, like th- all this new kind of dancey stuff. It's all so new to me. And because of, uh, you know, this this context that I'm being introduced to all of that, it's so exciting for me because I'm, I'm, I'm learning about, um, you know, all of these different types of electronic music and, you know, what I was kind of a bit resistant to or hostile to before. It's it's kind of like I'm 18 again and, and these um, walls are kind of coming down on my head and I'm realizing, whoa, this is actually really cool. I like this and I really like dancing. <laughs> so, yeah, like uh, we, you know, we have a, a small team of programmers and each of us 
comes from a very unique place uh, taste-wise. And I think that that really accounts for the strength of, of the programming, you know, that um, we're all, I, I don't want to use the word expert, but like, you know, like super passionate about the areas that we're into. So I don't know. Yeah, it's great. We all just kind of, I don't know, follow our own kind of guts about about what, what would be brilliant. And, and somehow it all works really well together. And so programming wise, like what is actually involved uh, with putting together something like Open Ear, which is something like 50 acts? Um, like, were you given a blank canvas or were you told like, oh, we'd love you to focus on this type of artist or anything? Um, I th- it's just free reign, basically, yeah, kind of like uh, individual scheming and dreaming, I suppose. And then we all uh, throw our ideas together. And then, you know, it, it, it does take a bit of balancing as well, you know, that, you know, you need to create a kind of a flow and a, a balance of energies and, and all of this. So it's, I think it's um, very astute programming. And like, especially, you know, when you look at this year, there are all these little pockets of there's a really interesting section like I said down at Horseshoe Harbour that features uh like Michael the sound ecologist Michael Prime and also Jennifer Walsh who's uh you know very well-known Irish composer and performer and then uh Anya O'Dwyer who she's also super well-known a very intriguing uh composer improviser performer who I think a lot of people might be familiar with um that incredible release she she did on Fortival Fruit uh, a couple of years back music for church cleaners organ uh, improvisations so you know you've maybe a lot of the audience who who would be super excited about like the dancier side of open ear this might be their first encounter with a lot of experimental kind of stuff are there any other names that you want to kind of bring to people's attention on open ear or like just to check out in general like i was looking through it and it is kind of as you say one of those festivals where you might not know everybody but you'll find probably something new to really like i mean it runs from thursday through to sunday and uh right from the off you have ordnance survey uh on the thursday who's um neil o'connor aka soma drone who's just released a really really interesting album like one that really grabbed my attention um this week and right from there it's just it it just looks like oh yeah i'd I've heard of these guys. I'd really like to check these guys out. Mm. Is it? It just kind of seems like it's that kind of uh, not laissez-faire festival, but kind of like a a, a one to kind of um, let let it get into you sort of thing. Absolutely, yeah. There's just there's there's so much that I'm really looking forward to. And again, like you, uh, there's you know an awful lot of performers who whose 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 worlds and whose practices I'm kind of unfamiliar with uh that I'm just looking forward to 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 letting go and seeing how it affects me you know I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to Rady Pete of Lancome um she'll be doing a special concert in the church on the island she's just an amazing singer she's absolutely incredible she just destroys me like her voice you know I, I love when you um encounter people like that who who have a physical effect on your skin even, you know, she's just uh, incredible. Donald Neen will be uh, doing a set for that opening Thursday concert. You know, yeah, we've got the Thursday concert and then it kind of like zips into the the main weekend. And um, I guess, yeah, I I should mention that there's... I guess we must be down to like a really low amount of of tickets. So by the time this podcast airs, I wonder, um, you know, if there'll be any left. But I guess it's worth bearing in mind that like there will be day tickets for the Sunday um, on sale. And, um, you know, they can be found on uh, through the website, openear.ie. 
Um, but yeah, like back to all those performers. Um, you, okay, so yeah, there's a, another guy who I'm really looking forward to seeing who, again, is, you know, super um, off the radar. Uh, he's an, an Irish guy. Uh, Ingus is his name, and he goes under the name Ocean Floor, but he's based in Bristol, and he's doing a lot of uh, stuff with um, organs and drones and, and, and that. And he's somebody that, like, I, you know, most of the island will not have encountered before, but, um, you know, he's very much Bristol based, doing his own recordings, putting stuff out in a very kind of like under the radar way. And it's just, it's, it's, it's really lovely. I can't wait for the weekend to see all of these strands of, uh, Irish and Ireland based, um, music makers kind of co- coming together and just, um, I don't know, just taking comfort in each other's, uh, weirdness or something <laughs> and you're going to be playing on the friday as well with aaron dillaway that's right uh so yeah i'm super excited about that um that is kind of like a, a duo project with a friend of mine who he's based in the states he's coming over especially for this concert and um he lives in michigan he has a label called hansen records um which is really incredible uh, you know weird experimental label um i think like a lot of people might know him from a band that he he was in wolf eyes and yeah he's an amazing improviser and performer absolutely incredible performer uh he, he works a lot with tape loops and um basically do you remember eight tracks uh or well I, not do I've, you remember they're I've, they're I've heard of they're, yeah <laughs> okay we've both heard of them uh they're before our time but uh yeah so he uh kind of repurposes eight track cartridges makes tape loops works a lot with contact mics like me as well that would be like my primary instrument or tool just kind of manages to conjure up these very intense scary kind of Oh, I don't know, just freakishly intense um, performances. So yeah, we're both kind of coming from a, a, a very similar place in terms of the the materials we use and kind of this uh, psychic jump that we we can both kind of get to and tap into. And we 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 work well together. So yeah, I'm delighted to be um, having the chance to perform with him on an island off West Cork. <laughs> Since you're going to be working on the festival, are you like, how am I going to find the time to actually oh. perform this? Or are you giving yourself like, those two hours, guys, I'm switching off the radio, I'm switching everything off. Yeah, I'm, I'm... it's, uh, you know what, it's such a good team. It, do- it doesn't have that kind of um, usual like chaos energy, uh, you know, that, that you can get with festivals. The team, you know, we're... we're I don't know. We, we've all got it under control. And like, you know, like a lot of the people involved are actually going to be performing um, at the festival. So, no, we've got a really good balance of making everything run smoothly and giving it everything when it's our time. Yeah, like I was reading an interview that Ronan Leonard did with uh, Kenny Hanlon from Apartment Records. And who's is he the co-founder of the festival? Uh, yeah, I'm fairly certain. Yeah. He's... Yeah. And he, he's DJing on the Sunday night and he was just saying like, you know, just get to Sunday night and we'll <laughs> get there and we'll just enjoy that. So, yeah, yeah I think yeah, he's kind yeah. of in in a similar um boat there but that you called it a psychic jump or psychic leap that you're going to be doing mm-hmm. uh, with Aaron is is it just like improvised stuff like does do you have to talk to him beforehand about what you're going to be doing or is it just kind of like I'll, <laughs> I'll see on stage and we'll see what happens uh, that's like are those the best kind of performances we've worked together like that before where we've um we've performed together in London in um, a really nice space called Cafe Otto 
Yeah, I guess this time there's a little bit more, uh, a, a tiny bit more lead-in time. Um, I'm going to be working on some stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, things are fairly hectic admin-wise. There's a, you know, a, a good bit of stuff that I have to do festival-wise here. And that's even before I start preparing. But, um, you know, this week now I'm really looking forward to um, knuckling down, making recordings, checking all my gear. And then I may or may not shoot a message with, like, you know, here's my ideas. But we're, we're kind of, we're both, uh, we're, we're both used to improvising and you know even when we meet um on the island we'll we'll share you know maybe our our point of departure like here's you know here's the stuff I brought here's the stuff I brought and then we'll just kind of like make that jump together um I I have faith in (laughs) that that kind of process so how did you uh get involved with the festival you played it for the first time last year this is its fourth year that it's taking place and you played it last year and now you're involved you're playing it this year and you're involved in the backroom stuff as well yeah so I um I was invited to DJ at it last year um you know and you know, I used to program a lot of stuff. Um, I perform very rarely, um, but one of my favorite things is to find reasons to to DJ. So right now we're sitting at my kitchen table, and um, you're facing, you know, all these records here behind us. So these are all like myself and my husband. We're super passionate about experimental music and noise and lots of weird stuff, and um, you know, kind of amazing avant-garde music and it's kind of hard to find a context to play this stuff out in. You know, it's not really enjoyable music for like listening to in a club or whatever, but you know, we've, we've, we've found good reasons to, to share this music with people. That's why I guess I was delighted when, when Open Ear contacted me last year and said, would you be interested in doing a DJ set? I thought, perfect. This is the ideal context to really uh, share a lot of like weird, weird sounds. And they were thrilled with um, the kind of stuff that I ended up playing. And I mean, for me, last year's festival blew my head open. Like I said, I kind of, you know, previous years, I was aware of it, but I, I, I just thought it was very naively, I admit, just like a dance music festival. And for somebody who has no foothold in that world, I thought, you know, well, maybe it's not really for me. When I DJed at Open Ear last year, it completely blew my head open. The amount of uh, sound people that I met at it, um, the range of of kind of performances and it was it wasn't the festival that I thought it was at all it was it just completely surpassed my expectations um and so I remember sending this like emphatic message to Chris and the team afterwards just saying thank you so much you know what an incredible festival was telling them how proud they should be of what they've managed to create and um, I let them know that like if there was absolutely anything that I could do to help them um, that I would uh, you know right down to picking you know picking up litter all weekend I'd I'd do it you know this like I would do anything for them um uh, that I just I I believed in this festival so much and um you know got got a lovely reply back and um uh just maybe a while later you know was invited to come on board and join the team officially as a programmer um and yeah I couldn't be happier or prouder to be working with this team they're coming from a really really good place and you know I think if you know if anybody's listening who's kind of who's curious about the festival you know who who would like to get that same kind of eye-opening sense that a really good example of that would be the little documentary that was circulating recently it's it's five minutes uh, long and it's on YouTube can't remember what the title is but you know it's easily found especially if you if you follow Open Ear on uh, Twitter or Instagram I'm sure there's 
there's there's a link to it. It's like a little documentary incorporates drone footage of the island. It's really beautiful. And basically it's Chris, the festival director, just kind of giving the background to the festival, how it came about, what it's all about, why we're why we're making it happen. Um, it's really, really succinct and lovely. And if I remember correctly, last year, 2018's uh, Open Air Festival, it was just like blue skies all weekend, was it? Oh, it was, yeah. Like, I, I think with <laughs> festivals, like it's like 60% weather. As long as people have the sun, you know, like good luck to you. I know, yeah. And so like I'm kind of, you know, every every morning now as it gets closer and closer to the festival, I've been looking up like AccuWeather and YR.no and, you know, seeing this long term forecast. I mean, that's the funny thing about about Shirkin as well is you know it has its own kind of weather going on that you know it it might look a particular way uh, you know on the mainland and then once you get on that ferry I don't know magic kind of happens and the skies can clear and so yeah you're right like last year it was so intensely tropical and um, you know I remember on the Sunday in the in the daytime there's you know all these DJ sets at the the one pub on the island the Jolly Roger and you know everybody was like tops off dancing and oh so many smiling faces and pints of beamish and Uh, constant dancing and it was just absolutely incredible so much fun you know it's the type of place where you know you can encounter all this music um you know even not just music I guess we should say that like there's you know art installations and um visual art and radio interventions with Dublin Digital Radio all of these other aspects it's not just just music um but that you know you can explore all these things and be with your friends and uh, go dive in the sea you know however however many times a day you want to and for an island with you know no shop no you know like one pub it's just like I don't know being on another planet with just surrounded by sound people and great music and yeah I don't know there's nowhere else I'd rather be (laughs) yeah maybe just tell me about um the island itself and where all the music is happening because I heard that just once the locals kind of saw what this festival was about in the early years they were like you know they they were okay with kind of the whole island now it's kind of a whole island festival whereas before i think it was kind of a little bit more um secluded yeah and i think um you know that's that's kind of a really important uh thing to think about when you know did you see that fire documentary? Yeah, I, so, I didn't want to mention. I, know, I didn't I want to mention fire, fire festival. Uh, basically, this isn't fire. You know, this it's you know where uh, that should be the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> Open ear on on fire. Uh, so yeah, like you know, this isn't a case of uh, you know all these music heads kind of transplanting themselves onto. Uh, you know this beautiful island uh, off West Cork and and then just leaving again without a care in the world that like there's there's so much throughout the year there's so much community work that goes on with with the festival team um, with the community there's so so much like planning and logistics and inclusion that that you know takes place and we're so lucky that the islanders I mean the islanders on Shirkin they're you know they're 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 different uh they're they're they understand you know all, all of these impulses you know for creative freedom and peace of mind and respecting nature and you know all, all of all of these things like slowing down your 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 pace of life um that you know people on Shirkin they 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 get this and they they see that this is 
where we're coming from too and there's just a real like respectful relationship and yeah I guess you know over the over the past few years because of that trust and that respect and openness um, and generosity I should say like that the the you know the islanders they know the deal they they love what's happening they're part of the festival as performers as volunteers uh you know as crew this is a really exciting thing for them too and um we're making things happen in there's an old abbey in you know on the island right when you get off the boat and you go up the little hill there's a, a ruins of an abbey that the there's a course called Bava BA in visual art um and there it's a visual art course that's based on the island um and they're going to be I think earlier in the year they worked with a very uh, well-known sound artist called Susan Stenger um composer and sound artist um she did a master class with them and so they've been working on a unique kind of um uh, sound performance installation thing um that responds to the closure of the primary school uh, on the island which you know when when you when you when you think about things like that that you know you've got islanders who you know have decided like this is where we want to live this is where we want to bring up our kids and that and you know um if the one primary school on the island closes that means you know it it just it changes things you know the kids have to go to the mainland and it has a kind of a an, a, a real effect in the community and so you know it's lovely that things like that are are being explored creatively and critically and um yeah there's just um the community hall uh the church you know there's just so much cooperation and generosity really and maybe just moving to a festival where uh i saw you recently enough another kind of bespoke festival in like a very defined area uh it takes a village in Trabalgan. Mm-hmm. how did you uh get on at that one did you enjoy that the second year of that oh absolutely yeah Trabalgan is great fun like a lot of people in the cork music scene i like to roll up my sleeves and just get involved and help out so yeah i kind of work with the live at saint luke's crew the good room and um it takes a village and also quarter block party there's a real kind of crossover uh team wise with with all of those things you know i mean i've been living in cork since i was since i was 17 and that's coming up to half my lifetime now which is which is amazing and yeah i've just always loved um being part of things you know in a production kind of sense um and 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 get and getting involved behind the scenes and so i guess yeah my involvement with it takes a village is just kind of again total production role uh you know what you'd call artist liaison and um yeah it's just so much fun so myself and my husband we were crewing at that together I mean Trabalgan is great crack uh, it's just like a village of not just Corkonians but like you know loads of people from all over Ireland just uh coming down living in Trabalgan for a weekend uh, it's gas and yeah 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 I just I, I I love I love all that kind of work did you get to see much over the weekend I I saw you running around pretty much like every every hour sort of thing (laughs) so I don't know Uh, what what did I see I saw a little bit of um, awesome tapes from Africa so I was looking forward to catching his set I was so happy to have seen Junior Brother uh, in house number 25 so during It Takes a Village um, you know one of the 
the chalets is taken over as kind of a party house. So uh, Ray Wingnut was kind of... Um, and, the, and the Scoob. And the Scoob was uh, at the helm of, of that house. And yeah, there was lots of kind of impromptu uh, performances or secret gigs and that kind of thing. But I, I knew Junior Brother was set to play there and I made sure that I wasn't going to miss him. Um, because yeah, he's somebody who, like we spoke about earlier um, this morning when we uh, first met, that, you know, he's, he's somebody who I came across by chance and I love what he's doing and I'm just so excited for him you know he really feels like he's uh he's about to take off and that's such an exciting thing I think um so I don't know he just has the support of so many people behind him and I think deservedly so yeah we 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 were both kind of humming one of his songs before we started (laughs) recording but I was thinking about him he's kind of like a product of something that's been building over the course of the decade kind of like the new folk revival and I was thinking like could you actually class him as that because he's almost something something else as well you know he's kind of like you know we've seen this kind of germ from say the gloaming and stuff and now this is kind of like this totally weird funny music that he's doing over folk music and uh it's just so nice to see absolutely so happy for him and what i'm what i'm really happy to see is just that his stuff is so um i don't know like really well received and really uh i guess I, i would say popular you know like um he could very easily be liked by lots and lots and lots of people and, you know, be read, be read about in the Irish Times and, and, and all that kind of thing. But like when you look at like what he's doing, um, what I love is kind of this, this, this tearing apart that he's doing, you know, like stretching and straining and breaking his voice and doing the same with his strings of his guitar, you know, like, um, like, like pulling them violently or like all this stuff that it's, you know, it's, it's not clean. It's not safe. It's not polite. Uh, it's, it's so expressive. Um, maybe from one music creator to another, you're playing a set next weekend. Are you still making music, uh, yourself? I am, but in a very, um, very kind of very well I suppose quiet way like so um over the past few years like I've been collaborating a lot with um a friend of mine Max Lacane and together the two of us we've been making an awful lot of um film work so sometimes you know I guess you know I'm, I'm involved in a lot of different things so whether it's you know helping out with production stuff or you know the odd kind of DJ thing um an awful lot of uh, film projects like experimental cinema um and then I guess my my own stuff often takes a back seat you know like uh we're here in my house uh I you know I'm a mum for the for the most part and I I don't really have a, a studio or I don't have a place in my home where my stuff is set out where I can play much so I tend to just kind of you know make small recordings keep everything in and then when when the right context arises if somebody invites me to be part of something or they might commission me for something then I kind of like hone all that energy and like focus it but I'm not the type of artist who makes work day in day out it's kind of it's it's not really part of my setup here because it's so domestic it's so kind of like trudgingly day-to-day domestic here but yeah, I think oh, I, I really I would love I would love a space more than anything to where I can just leave all of my equipment plugged in and and visit it, you know, but that's just not possible, you know, right now. So I kind of I have my own way of, of working and um, mostly that way is like under tremendous pressure. <laughs> uh, but it 
it it suits me fine. I'm very kind of guarded and I keep to myself a lot. And, you know, there was a time where I was I was quite busy and I would have I would have performed an awful lot. But the nature of what I do, the work that I make, it's so like intensely emotional and it's really um like I was describing that kind of like like psychic leap or whatever. I you know, I, I it, it got to a stage where when I'm doing all of these other jobs, it's kind of, you know, I'd liken it to like spinning plates and the intensity required and the honesty required to kind of like, um, you know, do the kind of sound performance work that I do, it can sometimes overwhelm me. And so I'm very protective over like what I'll say yes to. And, you know, the context has to be right. And, you know, I'm just kind of a bit more sensible, I think now about what I take on because I don't want to drop all of those other plates, you know. So that's kind of where I where I'm coming from. Yeah. And so I guess finally, just my kind of Marianne Hobbs question from Six Music, she always asks, like, uh, are you happy with artists? Like, I'm not a huge fan of that question, but I will ask, like, what do you enjoy? What makes you happy about, like, working on festivals or working on open air? Like, what's what's the moment that you, like, savor most about it? What makes me happy? Yeah, well, you know, like, well, what makes me happy is just real simple things. Like, I love, I love my home life. I love my husband and my kid and hanging out with them. Um, But, you know, I was kind of, um, you know, I was looking up a lot of jobs recently, a lot of like real normal kind of nine to five uh, office things and, and kind of gearing myself up to kind of maybe retreat into one of those kinds of roles. And I went for something and I didn't get it. And then I was reflecting on that and was actually kind of secretly glad that I didn't because I really like that other kind of chaos, you know, of of festivals and events and making things happen and bringing people together. And, you know, I guess that would that would make me happy. And, you know, I know I know I'm I know I'm good at it, OK at it, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what it is, um, but I, I, I like all of that. Um, I guess like my, my favorite part so far of, of open air, you know, it's it's not really like that. I'm, you know, incredibly like looking forward to the the tops off kind of like uh, dancing at the Jolly Roger. And I mean, obviously, I can't wait, but um, I love I love all the emails. I love uh, all the checking things and, you know, consulting. And I don't know, there's there's just something about like getting getting shit done that I just uh I don't know I, <laughs> I love it <laughs> great let's leave it there thanks Mill. okay 